Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. And my name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hi, Erica. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, you know what? I couldn't I couldn't ask to be better. Okay. <laughs> that, I, that is a confusing in, answer for some reason. In the in the pandemic, I'm all things considered, I'm doing okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I same. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling some remorse uh, that I uh, didn't get involved in the stock market this past week, but you know we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. How are you trash this week? Okay, it's a little bit of historical trash. A trash abroad. I was in uh, Paris a couple years ago, a few years ago, with uh, an ex. We were there over New Year's, New Year's Eve, if you will. Uh-huh. Um. And so we were staying in Rue Mouffetard, which is like a cool, like hip-ish kind of small, I don't know, feels like Atwater Village. That's dumb that I just made that comparison because that's only useful for (laughs) very specific LA listeners. So that was a horror. It's a hip area, okay? By the Pantheon in Paris. And we went to this bar for New Year's and proceeded to get obliterated drunk. And like you do. And I challenged these French guys in the bar to a game of beer pong. I don't remember if beer pong was already set up. I imagine it's international. (laughs) Or if I was like, I need cups. I need. (laughs) (laughs) Play this game with me. Here's how it works. Here's like, and there was like a major, major language barrier. Like a lot of people in Paris do speak English. Like if you ask them, you know, like parlez-vous anglais, like, you know, their answer is always yes, I do, which is obviously what they must be taught in school to answer is yes, I do. But like these guys, like, I mean, I was pissed drunk talking so much shit in the only language I know. (laughs) And I lost. We lost, of course. These guys like crushed us in beer pong. I was, I was rowdy, dude. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I was rowdy. I was playing beer pong as hard with those French people as if I was playing in, like, my cousin's basement. You know, where, like, everyone knows each other. Like, you can get in people's face. You can talk a bunch of shit. You can run around the table, do whatever you want. And, you know, it's kind of amusing. I don't know if it was amusing to these. It probably was because I'm just, like, this, like, chubby, loud American lady being like, ah, fuck you, like, whatever. And just everything that they everything they imagine americans to be (laughs) but yeah not not my best moment that later that night my ex thought that i lost my phone and we got in a big fight (laughs) that i lost my phone in paris and my phone was in his back pocket so. (laughs) so what you're saying is that in the biden administration you will not be appointed the ambassador to france no 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 i burned that i burned that bridge a long time ago burned that bridge yeah (laughs) <laughs> why, why are you trash? Well, I used to live in a house that had a Jack and Jill bathroom. Okay. Which has a door on two doors. And one door emptied into a bedroom, but not my bedroom. And the other door opened into, like, the sink laundry area. Okay. And 
One night, I was locked out of the Jack and Jill bathroom by accident. From both sides? From both sides. And I couldn't go through the other person's bedroom to unlock it. Oh, word. I understand. I understand. Yeah, you would have woken them up. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And that would have been a violation of the roommate agreement. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, like they were the ones who locked you out, right? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And I had to go to the bathroom real bad. What time of night was this? Oh, like two or three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is big time night. This is middle of the night. Is CVS still open? I'm going to drive there to use the bathroom. Oh no. Well, what I ended up doing was grabbing a trash bag (laughs) and going into my own backyard (gasps) and taking care of business (sighs) and rinsing myself off with a hose. I mean, you're fully awake. Was there only one bathroom in the whole house? One bathroom for a two bedroom. Oh no. Uh-huh. I had to I had to make do with what I had, and that is what I had. Oh. Did you leave the trash bag at her door and say, don't fucking forget to unlock the other side of it ever again? Oh no, I humbly put it in the trash can and prayed to forget. Does she know? I I told her in the morning. I was like, "Hey, could you be super careful about that next time?" So that because last night I had to shit in a bag and hose myself off like an animal, exactly. so that you could get your princess in the pea sleep. Exactly. Oh, Erica, I would have just I would have just broken her door down. <laughs> you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Because here's what happened: no one learned a lesson that night. Uh-uh. You know, if you would have just went in her room. And went, and then she said, "What the fuck are you doing?" You could have been like, "Well, you locked, you didn't unlock the door, and I have to, I have to go to the bathroom." And then she would have never made that mistake again. But instead, you- <laughs> I've been called over accommodating at times. <laughs> Holy guacamole! That's crazy, and not the story I was expecting you to tell. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. You know what else I wasn't expecting? Our first story. Oh, this one made me sad. This is a follow-up story from a previous episode, and this one made me a little sad, too, and I I hope that has a happy ending. Yeah, so according to uh, the New York Post, the bodybuilder, Yuri Tolokcho, I don't know, who we probably said his name wrong before, too, who, as if you remember, as a loyal trash can listener, got married to his, or engaged and then eventually married to a sex doll. Well... It turns out that she broke. He might have to spend the holidays alone. Oh, God. No, Yuri, no. Yeah, poor Yuri. With the sounds of wedding bells still fresh on his mind, Yuri wanted for Christmas some romance and jingle bells with his sex doll bride. But alas, dear Margot has apparently broken down, possibly spoiling the couple's yuletide plans, according to the Daily Star. So what does she do? Like, what can she do? Essentially service him. I didn't, I thought sex dolls were just kind of holes. I mean that with all due respect to sex dolls. All due respect to dear Margot here. But I thought she was just a series of holes. Yes, but to him, it's something more. He gets jealous of her if he's, if she's on Instagram. He gets. I mean, I know that. I know it's different to him. I'm just saying, like, how do you break the holes unless, like, one, maybe two holes became one big hole, if you know what I'm saying. 
there was a merging of the holes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which uh-huh. sometimes happens after childbirth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Things change down there. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, but if she can, like, you know, clench and, well, you get it. Maybe she can do those kinds of things. And uh, she Kegels. Yeah, some squeezing, some, never mind. I, I just, like, it's gross if you had to talk about it. <laughs> so she's getting repaired. And uh, when she recovers, it will be a gift for both of us, is what Yuri said. He's holding out hope that she's coming back by Christmas Day, which is January 7th in his country. You know, obviously that's past. So I, we, you know, no update on the story on whether or not he had to spend Christmas alone, but hopefully not. If his beloved one gets back in time, which is the past now, he said he might stay at home with her and order steak and sushi or have some fun with friends. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Question. Are more than one of his friends inanimate objects? I don't know. I imagine no. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I don't don't think he's like staging tea parties. Right. You don't think he has the capacity to stretch his imagination to friendship beyond his lover? I'm positive that he has that capacity. I just, I, I would also imagine that he just has like an eccentric group of friends who's just, uh, accepting. Plus, Margo's such a good listener, you know? Truly. I can imagine that their conversation can go on for hours without her interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. Except to, like, cough up, like, screws or whatever because she's sick. Oh, poor Margo. I I honestly was shocked at how, like, I I read the headline. I was like, no. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, well. You have empathy. Speaking of holes not being the same, let's get into our second story. According to LiveScience.com, the first preserved dinosaur butthole is perfect and unique, a paleontologist says. (laughs) (laughs) The first dinosaur butthole ever discovered is shedding light where the sun don't shine. The discovery reveals how dinosaurs use their multi-purpose opening, scientifically known as a Cloacal vent for pooping, peeing, breeding, and egg laying. The cloaca comes from the Latin word for sewer, by the way. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I didn't write Latin. You did not. That is one thing I've always said about you is Cassandra did not invent Latin. (laughs) There's a lot of allegeds on this podcast. I can tell you hard fact. I did not write Latin. The dinosaur's derriere so well-preserved, researchers could see remnants of two small bulges by its back door, which might have housed musky scent glands that the reptile possibly used during courtship. An anatomical quirk, also in living crocodiles, said the scientists who studied the specimen. Mm. Okay. I've never attracted anybody with uh, the musky scent glands coming from my butt. Oh, I think I... I definitely feel like I don't understand human pheromones or animal pheromones, but there's something, there's a musk that makes me irresistible to men. <laughs> I, yeah, there's got to be, right? I mean, like, that's that's science. Did you ever hear that there was like, I heard the, of a thing where it was like, women are attracted to men who have the same stinky sweat as they're like fathers i feel vaguely like i've heard something like that and it i guess it makes sense because of the imprinting we do when we're children Ugh. 
I mean, but also like, huh? Yeah. That just, uh, maybe it's like, hey, this smell is safe. So if you find this smell again, it'll also be safe later on. I'm just trying to think biologically what the, you know, or or like evolutionarily wise, what that would mean. Evolutionarily wise? (laughs) Yes, that's a scientific term. Okay. (laughs) The anatomy is unique. Study lead researcher Jacob Winther, a paleobiologist at the University of Bristol in the United Kingdom, told Live Science, it doesn't quite look like the opening on birds, which are the closest living relatives to dinosaurs. It looks a bit like the back opening of a crocodile, but it's different in some ways. It's its own cloaca, shaped in its perfect, unique way, said Winther. Hey, Winther, relax. You're getting a little wild on this dinosaur butthole. Yeah. The well-preserved booty belonged to the dinosaur Sitiocasaurus, a bristly-tailed, Labrador-sized, horn-faced dinosaur, meaning it was a relative of the Triceratops. You think that if I write this kind of storyline into a friend's spec that I could get a job as a writer? Uh Like the one where Ross discovers the butthole? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, friends specs are the hottest thing going right now. That is a way to get staffed. Yeah, <laughs> a show that ended over 10 years ago. Yeah, they love that kind of stuff. That is the way to do it. Knock, knock, Hollywood. Knock, knock, I'm here. I would actually knock, but then every dog in my house would start barking. <laughs> None of the reproductive tissues, uh, like a penis were preserved. So researchers can't say whether the dinosaur was male or female. Even so, this dinosaur likely had copulatory sex, which means P and V G. I I googled that. Unlike some birds that bump butts when they do a colloquial kiss during reproduction. Hey, I didn't know that. I didn't know that birds just bumped butts and that's how they like had sex. I thought that birds like, I don't know what I thought birds did. I thought that they kind of like fight midair. Yeah, I thought it was also colopical. Copulatory? Copulatory. Colopical sounds like an expensive island. (laughs) (laughs) It's next to the Galapagos Island, but it's very exclusive. Yeah, I'm going to the Colopical Islands. It's perfect in its own unique way. Again, it comes from the Latin word sewer. Just like in most land vertebrates, except for mammals, that's us, who have more than one hole for defecation, urination, and reproduction, this dinosaur used its hole for everything. And Vintner described it as the Swiss army knife of execratory openings. It does everything. Again, Vintner, please relax. You know what? This is his, like, we never hear from paleontologists. Like, this is his one shot at getting on the news. This is his hi mom. This is his Carol Burnett moment of like pulling on his ear, ear tug to say Mm -hmm. hi. I found a butthole. I found a butthole. I found a butthole. Let Vintner have this. You're right. I'm being, I'm being so sassy. Speaking of pretty sassy. According to ktoll.com, which is, you know, the ABC affiliate in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Local nonprofit to care for any injured orphan Bigfoots found following a new proposal. So there was a law introduced by James Humphrey into the state of Oklahoma, the first session of the 58th legislature, House Bill 1648. Whoa. Uh Uh-huh. You're reciting that from memory. That is not on the Google Doc in front of me. (laughs) That was very impressive. 
Thank you very much. Bigfoot hunting season is is proposed to be open in Oklahoma. What? What? Uh-huh. Yeah. While we have the coronavirus and the stock market crashing all around us, a local Oklahoman decided that he should write a bill about cryptozoology. Because, like, Bigfoots aren't real, right? Well, I don't know, Cassandra. I, 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 I just don't know. We don't have proof that they're not real. Uh, right. I think I'm. it's coming back to me now that you are definitely on the side of questioning with Bigfoots. I just think that they, t- they, they take care of themselves and we just haven't found the evidence yet. Okay, but what if there's Bigfoot hunting season in Oklahoma? Like, what's stopping just, like, someone from accidentally shooting some kind of hairy, tall, homeless man? Oh, well, that will be in about four or five months on Trashy Trashy. Oh, no. You're precogging Trashy Trashy news. Wow, wow. No, we can't do that. Then they're going to find out that we taped this three months, you know, in advance. We're here, as always to provide any needed medical for the Bigfoot victims of poor shots, lazy tracking, and any trapping injuries, wrote Annette with Wild Heart Ranch. I have not yet consulted with our veterinarians to ensure they are on board, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say we've got this, and our community's wildlife can count count on us when needed rehabilitation of any injured or orphaned Bigfoot. The organization says that there's an amendment in the works offering more conservative approach Including a reward for live capture. I'm confused. How many people in Oklahoma think the Bigfoots are real? You know what? Let's see. Number one, James Humphrey. Uh Uh-huh. Author of this bill. Uh Uh-huh. Number two, former resident Erica Curry. Uh Uh-huh. And number three, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. Okay, good. How many people do you need to, like, sign on a bill in Oklahoma? Uh, One? 51% of of each house of and then it has to be signed by the governor Mm. hey oklahoma she's not coming back yeah man (laughs) erica's not coming back men will literally write a hunt a bigfoot bill rather than go to therapy (laughs) this is so fucking silly the wild heart ranch says that it'll be fundraising for a bigfoot recovery enclosure but not anytime soon and the nonprofit is also selling save bigfoot t-shirts to raise money for real animals with real needs so that's cheeky but i'm still a little confused because that makes it sound like she doesn't believe but also she's saving for a bigfoot recovery so like what's going on here (laughs) oklahoma man it's the florida of the midwest Mm. all right i guess i accept that answer Mm-hmm. You know what I don't accept? The, our next story. Yeah. According to Vulture.com, Kellyanne Conway accused of posting nude photo of teen daughter Claudia. Kellyanne Conway, ex-counselor to the ex-president, allegedly posted a topless photo of her 16-year-old daughter, Claudia Conway, on Twitter Fleet on Monday night. Twitter Fleet is a service that deletes posts 24 hours after they're, they go up. And this post was deleted earlier than that, but obviously... You know, people took screenshots and they told Claudia over TikTok. And a lot of people reposted it, which was creepy. Claudia wrote in Morse code in the comments, I'm okay, but please spread awareness, please. Yeah, because she's saying, she said, she posted videos on TikTok saying, I'm assuming my mom took a picture of it to use against me one day. And then somebody hacked her or something. I'm literally at a loss for words. If you see it, report it. I mean, this is like crazy. Yeah, this is serious shit. Because... 
I would like to assume that, look, and Kellyanne Conway is a demon as far as I'm concerned, but like, you know, prior to all this, but I don't think that she's stupid enough to have, uh, or to think, oh, I'm going to take this nude photo of my daughter and use it as black, my underage daughter to use as blackmail someday. Right? I don't push any, I don't put anything past her. Like, I don't. I have no expectations for this woman. That's fair. Later Monday night, YouTuber Tana Mojo went live on Instagram broadcasting a FaceTime call with Claudia in which you can overhear Kellyanne, Claudia, and a police officer argue. Kellyanne can be heard calling Claudia a, quote, phone addict, mentally ill, and saying that an account with only eight followers posted the picture. It's not sent around, Kellyanne can be heard telling her daughter. You're wrong. It's nowhere. They don't see it. You don't see it. It's nowhere. You're making this up to be a big shot. Can I Can I put out a controversial opinion? Uh-huh. I think it's fake. You think the photo posted was fake? I don't think the photo posted was fake. I think that this whole thing is not real. Like, or rather that this is a giant thing of theater, you know? Uh, instigated by who? That's what I haven't gotten to the bottom of yet. But like, what are the odds that Kellyanne Conway is having this phone call in the background at the exact same time that her daughter is on a FaceTime call with the famous YouTuber? Like, this feels convenient. Okay. And planned. Well... Claudia is saying that she believes her mother did not intentionally post the photo and that the accusation hurts more than it helps. So she thinks her mother was hacked. Which I... But how did the photo get... You can hack into somebody's account, but how did the photo get uploaded? And by the way, I haven't seen the photo. Nor will I look it up. No, exactly. I'm not going to look it up. So like, I don't know what the context of the photo is. In the sense of, like, does it look like it was taken, you know, like, in a sexy way versus is it just like a, you know, like a kind of creepy photo? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the photo was. So she says, I'll be taking a break from social media because we're really tired of being in headlines. We fight like mothers and daughters, but being in the public eye exasperates that greatly. It adds a lot of stress to both of our lives, and I don't want that. I don't fucking know what's going on, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as, you know... Mm-hmm. I just want emancipation for this poor daughter. But see, this so, this story, and I don't mean to victim blame, but like this story is the one that is making me feel like there's something fishy going on with her too. Huh. Oh, I hear what you're allegedly she might have posted it herself. That is kind of allegedly what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Okay. That's a big swing, but I can, I can, I hear you. Again, I think Kellyanne Conway is a fucking demon. But, like, I don't think that she's this stupid. But I do think a 16-year-old who fucking hates her mom might be. Got it. Yeah. And who, who might, you know, because of her horrible upbringing with her demon mother, might have some sort of mental illness and things like that. You know? Well- I think she has been exposed to way too much for any 16-year-old. For I sure. agree. I mean, the, the the cards are stacked kind of against her here, but like, but that's why I, I kind of don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that maybe she did this herself. And I and I think that a lot of this extra stuff at the end was stay. I, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I just don't think that it, it's as simple as, mm-hmm. you know, that this story is making it out to be. So 
I hope everyone gets some help. You know who else wanted some help? Ugh. Tell the people what these fucking horrible people did. According to Vice.com, a wealthy couple is charged for flying north to take a vaccine meant for the First Nation. A Vancouver casino CEO and his actor wife allegedly chartered a plane to a remote community in the Yukon where they misrepresented themselves as local workers in order to get the vaccine. Yeah, so they lied about their residency and occupation to receive doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine meant for a largely First Nation residents of the remote Yukon community, which, by the way, mostly it's very high concentration of elderly people, which is why they had the vaccines up there in the first place. Mm -hmm. Businessman Rodney Baker, 55, and his wife, Ektorina, Ektorina, Baker, a 32-year-old... Ekaterina? 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 I don't know. His wife, Baker, a 32-year-old actor... (laughs) Madam Baker. Madam Baker. A 32-year-old actor flew into Whitehorse last week where they chartered a private plane to take them the 450 kilometers northwest to Beaver Creek, a community of approximately 100 people, most of whom belong to the White River First Nation. Their presence in the community aroused suspicion and someone called in a tip to Yukon authorities and the investigating officers tracked them down eventually in the Whitehorse Airport, Yukon's Minister of Community Services, John Stryker, said. Bakers each received two charges against Yukon's Civil Emergency Measures Act for failing to self-isolate and follow a travel declaration. The maximum possible penalty under the act is $500 plus a 75 surcharge per charge, meaning a maximum of 1,150 each or up to six months in jail. See, that's such a bummer because if you if you can afford to fucking charter a plane up to go and, you know, sneak some vaccines, like 1,500 bucks isn't enough, you know, like make them pay more. Yeah, the six months in jail sounds pretty nice. I have something interesting to propose what if the kind of bail or punishment or fine system was more adjusted to people's incomes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like rather than everyone in LA having to pay $75 for a parking ticket, it's like, okay, well, if you get a parking ticket, but you're under this income threshold, it's going to be only 25 or 45, 30, you know, like whatever. And the same thing for these things. Not to say that rich people should know better not to break the rules, but like, I think that if it was going to, you know, they're going to, if it's a a truly effective financial consequence for someone, then maybe they won't break the fucking rules. Yeah, it should be proportional. Yeah. I, you know, I don't disagree. I might not be the ambassador to France, but perhaps I can still, you know, score something in the Biden cabinet with ideas like that. I mean, I'm sure they're still filling, they're still staffing positions. I have been waiting for a call. (laughs) Just to let you know, we're putting a call out to the Biden administration. If you want some idea, men, (laughs) if you want some fresh blood in the White House, Mm -hmm. give us a call. Yeah, we are ready. (laughs) We, (laughs) what do you think this is? We're not doing this podcast for any other reason than to get noticed by sweet, sweet Biden administration and get us some government jobs. I wonder, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to write a, I just had like a screenplay idea where two plucky LA comedians get, get snatched up by the White House. Oh, and start sh- sh- quiet. Change, Someone's going to steal it. <laughs> changing stuff up. Wow. And teach, teach the politicians what real people 
you know, what, what real people. It's basically uh, that movie with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, but. <laughs> oh, well, you're the only one who's ever seen that. So I don't, I don't know that. But I, it, to me, it sounds more like, you know, that we have a dog sidekick and this is like an early 90s, like. Uh-huh. Sort of like kid in the White House kind of <laughs> movie. <laughs> of like, what? He can't be the president. He's only 12. And then it's like, oh my God, he solved hunger. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this movie sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. It would sound like a kiss of death, probably, for any administration. I think that we could solve the prison industrial complex. That's just for me. sure. Speaking of kiss of, Mm, good. According to the NewYorkPost.com, doctors warn against using erection cream to plump lips. Okay, so immediately we have to, I have to start the story with a disclaimer. I did see this TikTok that we're about to talk about, and I did send it to Erica, and I did go, maybe? (laughs) I was hoping that you were going to tell on yourself, but yes. I didn't like, I had to, because remember we were talking about like, if not now, when, in order to like, see if we would look good with lip injections, this is a way to, you know, try it without having to get the lip injections. But turns out it is very dangerous. Yeah, this redefines maintaining a stiff upper lip. But unching. Good, good journalism. An amateur TikTok cosmist cosmetician has taken to using erection cream to plump his soup coolers in a viral stunt that doctors are deeming dumb and dangerous. Never heard soup coolers used to describe lips. No, but it sounds so sexy. Does it? It sounds demeaning to me. How about you shut your soup coolers? That's I'm going to tell people that from here on out. Yeah, they're going to be like, what? (laughs) My... My air passage? I don't know. I'm confused. So uh, TikTok user Jerry Mal said, I recently saw a movie and this girl put erection cream on her lips and it made them really big. So I wanted to try it. His resulting clip had over 3.5 million views, myself included. And it depicts him applying the unspecified brand of erection cream until it looks like he smooched a tub of cream cheese. It was actually pretty gross to watch. He pledged to wait five minutes But he towels it off at about three minutes, saying that it was really hurting. After the unorthodox procedure, his lips do look so luscious they evoke miniature life rafts. Oh my gosh, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. He gushed. Despite seeming like magic, it's unsurprising that erection elixir fluffed his lips up to full mast. The same mechanism that facilitates blood flow to the penis follows suit for smackers, causing them to swell. But dermatologists have cautioned against using the lip augmenting practice. Dr. Ross Perry, medical director of UK Cosmetics, told Metro that the hack is utterly ridiculous and can be extremely dangerous, saying that the temporary procedure could lead to adverse reactions, including soreness, swelling, and blisters, as well as blood pressure fluctuations and possible heart problems. Yak, 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 yak. Whatever. All this shit's dangerous. People are allowed to put this on their penis? I mean... (laughs) I just, here's the thing. I just don't understand what it would be like to have to get an erection. I've thought about this a lot. And how Uh, that conflates with self-worth. Wait, what? A man's ability to get an erection, I feel like, is a direct correlation to their self-worth sometimes. 
Well, because they can't, you can't have sex without an erection. You're quote pushing rope, as uh, I've heard from the men on the other podcasts I do. And I apologize for bringing that smut here. We're journalists first and foremost. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's. Do I think that like you know it should be like prioritized over like men getting things like birth control and stuff like that. Or like, do I think it's that important? No, I don't know. I don't know. You can't have sex without a boner, Erica. That's true. That's true. Push and Uh, rope. Push and rope. You can come without a boner. We found out. We've learned. (laughs) We've learned from our loyal male fan base and we love you for it. But I think that this self-worth comes more from like penis size, which is also like a societal problem probably. And less from like, like I imagine it's uncomfortable if you can't, you know. But this is stories about lips. Why are we talking about this? Because it's erection cream and I have the mind of a child. Yeah, that's fine. I hate men too. (laughs) Not our male trash cans, though. Not our male trash cans. You know who is like high key, like a trash can, but not in the way that you guys are all cute in trash cans, like in like a shitty one. Our next story, Jennifer Lopez. Oh man, this bitch. I've never liked Jennifer Lopez. She does have some bops. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit up here on this platform and say that she doesn't have some good songs because she does. But I've never really been a fan of hers. I think that she's piece of work. I agree. She's a piece of work, and I hate to take Mariah Carey's side, but I don't know her. There you go. I mean, from, like, fur-wearing to, like, being married to Ben Affleck for, like, a second, which obviously is established on last week or the other week's podcast that I just have, like, a problem with everyone that Ben Affleck ever dates. Now we get to the root of it. I know. <laughs> my deep-seated dislike for jennifer lopez started early on so she's been trying to do a tiktok challenge to celebrate the 20th anniversary of her single love don't cost a thing do you feel old and uh the tiktok challenge is or twitter challenge or whatever is um that she's tossing expensive jewelry sunglasses and clothes onto a beach before swiping away the camera the hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge starts now, Lopez captioned the video. Can't wait to see all of your renditions. Fortunately, many fans were confused by what Lopez wanted them to recreate. By the way, do we say that this was from The Independent? We have to credit our fellow journalists. We have to credit our fellow journalists, theindependent.co.uk. Apologies. Ma'am, we are in a pandemic and still haven't gotten our second stimulus package. And you want us to go throw our shit in the sand? Ask one person. Another person added JLo. We're supposed to throw our valuables onto the beach. Is the challenge to find it after we throw it because we can't afford to replace it? What is the instructions? Ma'am, this is tone death, wrote one person. Can't nobody afford to be throwing their stuff on the beach? Another wrote, please stop. Just be rich and private and leave us regular people alone. (laughs) The internet remains undefeated. Yeah. I'm only allowed to leave my house for an hour of exercise and you want me to throw away my possessions on the beach? Added someone else. Love Don't Cost a Thing was launched, was the launch single for Lopez's second album, which was named after and introduced the world to her famous moniker, J-Lo. You think you gotta keep me iced? You don't. You think I'm gonna spend your cash? I won't. Even if you were broke, my love don't cost a thing. 
Do you think, and here's controversial corner, do you think that J-Lo actually sings her songs or do (gasps) you believe that she is a famous lip sync artist? Okay. Do I think that J-Lo is a talented singer? Not really. So I don't see how it's out of the realm of possibility that she doesn't just, wait, hold on. What? Are you suggesting that she lip syncs when she performs or that she like Millie Vanillies it and it's straight up someone else's voice? That it's straight up somebody else's voice on some of her tracks. I don't believe that. I think that, you know, I mean, look at, you know, my my Lord and Savior, Britney Spears. She's not a great singer either. So she just lip syncs her songs, but they can make whatever she does sound good enough for an album. Mm hmm. I think they can do the same with J-Lo. I mean, we watched her, re- her, you know, sing live at the inauguration, which was like not awesome, especially when she inserted Let's Get Loud into it. <laughs> into This Land is Your Land by Woody Guthrie. Let's get loud. <laughs> I think that she sang there live and it just kind of, like I said, proves my point that I don't, I don't believe that she's the best singer. But no, I don't, I don't think she... I don't think they have someone else. If they did, they would get a better voice. Oh, snap. I'm not even trying to be a bitch. I'm just trying to say, like, if that's the voice you chose, uh, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we covered J-Lo. I, I think, think we covered J-Lo. Yeah. Let's go on to our next story from the huh, prestigious <gasps> New oh York Times.com. Yes, the New York Times. I don't want to brag, guys, but I do subscribe to New York Times. Cassandra is a journalist that pays for journalism. Hello. I'm, by the way, just like so happy that we finally are starting to refer to ourselves as journalists. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paramedic of the year is arrested after COVID-19 vaccine theft, Sheriff says. An emergency worker in Florida forged vaccine screening and consent forms for missing vaccines to cover up their theft, the authorities said. Okay, so this this story's pretty crazy. I had to read it a couple times to like make sure I was understanding what happened, but I'm going to give like the the dulled down version for everyone. There's a, you know, because I was I had to dull it down for myself, not because I think you trash cans are dull. The paramedic Joshua Cologne, who's 31, who won paramedic of the year 12 days earlier, was he basically like covered up some vaccines that got stolen by a fire chief. Or fire captain. Yes. And then he falsified documents and release forms saying that they went to people. So the fire captain, Anthony Damanio, who has turned himself in since, he was trying to get a vaccine for his mom. And, you know, the Joshua was just there to vaccinate firefighters. And so this uh, fire captain told Joshua to leave for his break. Basically, like, go take a go take a walk. And then the fire captain took that time to steal three vaccines, which is, I mean, like, psycho. I don't agree with the way that the vaccine rollout's going. I think that there should have been a better plan implemented. But to steal vaccines, I think, is, like, despicable. Yeah, I mean, we got two stories so far. And I'm sure that these are not the only two stories that we'll do in the next few months of people trying to hop the line. Um and I agree. Like, I think that, you know, maybe maybe essential workers like grocery store people should have gotten vaccinated prior to, you know, uh, people over 65 who have the ability to stay home. Um, but either way, 
like no matter how the order is going, your turn is coming. Yeah, it's coming. That's what's important that I think that people are people are getting so antsy and they're breaking the law to get it faster. And it's like, is is breaking the law and potentially going to jail for however long you're going to be in jail worth worth it to you when all you have to do instead is just wait a few more, like a, maybe up to like, hopefully up to like six months max? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Sheriff Judge said, I have one question for them. What were you thinking? Did you only have three brain cells? Get him, Sheriff Judd. Get him, Judd. He was like, this is my big moment in the press. I got to make a statement. And you, you know what? Judd's a, Judd's a strange wife. She did come back. She did because of that comment. Oh, no. You know who I wish would come back? Oh, who? I don't know. I guess that segue didn't make any sense. But according to news.avclub.com, Cyberpunk 2077 developers have asked players to please stop having sex with Keanu Reeves. Today in our bold, new, beautiful future, the developers of Cyberpunk 2077 have humbly requested that their players stop doing virtual sex acts on Keanu Reeves, specifically CD Projekt Red who you think would be busier than this, given all the time that they've devoted to fending off lawsuits and hypothetically fixing the 2020 game, has removed a mod that allows players to have sex with Johnny Silverhand, a character voice modeled on and based on the John Wick star. Now, if you just heard that whole thing and you were like, huh? Huh? Great. Welcome to the club. I don't know how video games work either. But it turns out that people who do know how video games work always do shit like this. Like they'll make like mods, modifications to the game that are like cheat codes and stuff. And so sexual ones are usually the first thing that you'll see to any game. Apparently, you know, the game Skyrim has some has some wild ones in there. So this kind of stuff is essentially inevitable. But it comes up to a weird question of like, if you if you do a modification where you're having sex with some weird alien, like whatever, but like you're having sex with Keanu Reeves. That is the rule of trash number 77, that if you can turn a video game into a, a mod to have sex, you will. Sure. And so I guess like what I want to know your opinion, Erica Curry, and uh-huh. is when it comes to this is happening more and more where actors are like lending their likeness and like going in and kind of, you know, doing the the green screen with all the balls on them and all that kind of stuff to be in video games. And by doing so, are they essentially giving permission to let, you know, like weird digital perverts, like find ways to have sex with them? No, it's not permission. Consent is still important. It's kind of crazy, right? Because it and it, like even beyond like sex, like you can like I'm sure that there's mods to like violently kill people and all these kinds of stuff. And it's like it it is just you know like even if you don't use a real life actor like or a famous actor, you know the computer generated people that they're making are very realistic. And so it's kind of like it's a weird you're we're crossing into weird boundaries. Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, the worst, the worst, uh, like, scenario of it is, like, when they start doing it to, like, children within games and stuff like that. And, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, it's fucked up. So I'm kind of, it's, it's just kind of confusing of, like, where does, uh, it's, I don't know, it's weird. 
Yeah, the pleas to leave Keanu alone, you cyber pervs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of perverts. Oh, God, yes. According to MyHighPlanes.com and the Daily Mail, married Texas police chief who was busted for living a triple life with a girlfriend and a fiancé resigns after being arrested for faking a marriage annulment document that he sent to one of his partners. Former Stennett Police Department Chief Jason Collier, 39, was taken into custody on Thursday after his alleged girlfriend accused him of infidelities. Cecily Steinmetz claimed that the father of four had been living a triple life with her, his wife, Opal, and his fiance Christy. In a Facebook post detailing his different relationships, Steinmetz said that Collier had sent her fraudulent merit annulment document and shared a photo of it. This is crazy. I mean, honestly. Who, first off, I'm in a, I would call a healthy, committed, loving relationship uh-huh. that I barely fucking have time for. I, I try to give my maximum to it, but I barely have time to nurture that. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to friends who are polyamorous and they've kind of explained a little bit about like what that means, which first of all, if you're involved in polyamory, everyone needs to know that that's happening. You can't just like do that and not tell people that's not nice. But like, I have a friend who's like, it's it's within like it's on his dating profile that he's polyamorous. Like he's very open about the fact that he is ethically non-monogamous. And he says that like he, there is work. Like because of the fact that he's polyamorous, he has to make sure that each one of his relationships feels as good as the other for them. It, which I was like that sounds exhausting. That sounds physically exhausting. I mean, just like the amount that goes into a, a healthy relationship it's like, it's not just one person either. Like, you know, like it's like you both have to put a bunch of effort. So like, imagine like having to put a bunch of effort into three different things and all those people having to put enough effort into you. Uh, the whole damn thing just sounds so tiring. Didn't they have a movie about this starring Leslie Mann? Fuck, I want to say Margot Robbie and uh, Nicki Minaj or something. You know what? It's vaguely coming to me. Yeah. I thought it was about the other woman. It was it was called The Other Woman. So it, I don't think it was three different lives. I think it was just two and like Nicki Minaj like just happened to be in it. But oh, you know what? It's not it's not Margot Robbie. It's uh, Kate Upton. I got my pretty blonde ladies confused. You know, they all look so much alike. It's hard to. Yeah. But I mean, like Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann. I remember the ads for this. Oh, wait, there is three women. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, look at that. It's about three women. So then why is it called the other woman and not the other women? Uh, other woman's just catchier, simpler. You're right. The oddest friends are about to get even. That's the tagline on the, on the poster. Ooh, maybe I'll watch that this weekend. I really feel like I've seen it. I don't know. Did Apatow direct it or is it just Leslie Mann happens to be in it? Because if Apatow directed it, like, you don't, it, that's going to take all weekend to watch. <laughs> Roast them. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, anyways, I mean, what, what can we say? This guy's a fucking dirtbag. Yeah. You can't falsify with the intent to harm document or uh, you can't falsify with the intent to harm government records he, he's, he must like get off on the on the fact that he's living secret lives 
you know? hundred percent. There's got to just be like some sort of element about it. Speaking of living secret lives, let's get into our next story. This was sent in by a listener. By Brian Rubineau of the It Stinks podcast. Thanks, Brian. According to AirLive.net, a man has been stopped at the Vienna airport after hiding 74 chameleons in socks and empty ice cream boxes. How did they see them? I believe they showed up on the scans. Whoa. I was making a joke, but... Oh. Oh. I... <laughs> I am stupid. That is no, a good joke. No, I mean, it was a great joke, but you're not stupid. Uh, <laughs> both can be true. Austrian authorities stopped a man at the Vienna airport as he tried to smuggle 74 protected chameleons from Africa into the country. These chameleons are worth money, honey. About 37 euros a piece, which is 44,970 American dollars. 37,000 euros. 37,000 euros. My goodness. I yeah. can't talk. I was like, wow, the uh, the euro's really gone up. <laughs> it's gone <laughs> up. The euro's like Bitcoin. Unfortunately, three of the animals did not survive, but most of them did. Yeah, I mean, that's yucky. It's just yucky. He had to like touch all the like, chameleons. You don't, you don't, you wouldn't touch a chameleon for $44,000? I would touch a chameleon for $44,000. I'd fucking eat it live. (laughs) (laughs) I've been crushing episodes of Survivor. Of course, yes. And about every other season, they have a eating challenge that is like grub worms, cow brains, eyeballs. It is hard to watch. There was like basically the whole like point of fear factor you remember fear factor uh-huh with with our nemesis joe rogan is he our nemesis now <laughs> i believe he's our nemesis oh i accept it yeah like every fucking commercial was like just someone in like a coffin full of spiders and then someone else like eating the coffin spiders and it was like that was the whole like pitch of the show I don't miss it but it did give us one of the greatest Chappelle show sketches where tyrone biggums the crackhead goes on fear factor and has no problems with any of it do you remember that sketch uh yes i do <laughs> yeah no he can just eat whatever Speaking of oh, eating whatever no. yeah this is a bummer according to apple.news submitted by cassandra's mom who we shall call mama trash can she called herself mama trash can <laughs> She dubbed herself that way. I mean, you know, so yes, we've got Tina Curry and Mama Trashcan now. Ooh, Tina Curry's going to be pissed she's not Mama Trashcan. Oh, no. We, we can have both. We can have two. Okay. Two Mama Trashcans. Oh, man. Subway's tuna is not tuna, uh, uh, but a mixture of various concoctions, a lawsuit alleges. Uh. Subway describes its tuna sandwiches as freshly baked bread layered with flaky, flaked tuna blended with creamy mayo, then topped with your choice of crisp, fresh breadies. It's description designed to activate the saliva glands and separate you from your money. But it's also fiction, at least partially, according to a recent lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for Northern District of California. The complaint alleges the ingredient billed as tuna for the chain sandwiches and wraps contains absolutely no tuna. I'm sorry. This is so hard. I was like scream crying gagging reading this article because I 
as everyone knows, I report to Subway immediately at any signs of depression and I'll get the tuna. Like I don't always get the tuna, but it's definitely like either one, either turkey or tuna. <sighs> oh, oh, I don't eat fish famously. Yeah. I famously don't eat fish. It's something everybody knows about me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I knew uh, that. The star ingredient, according to the lawsuit, is made from anything but tuna. Based on independent lab tests of multiple samples taken from subway locations in California, the tuna is a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by def- the defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. Okay, now here's a problem. And I and I don't want to come out here and, and defend Subway, but I have to because this makes me want to die. They're not telling, they're not revealing what they found. They're just saying, we found that the ingredients were not tuna and not fish. That's what the attorney told the Washington Post, but they're not saying what it is instead. Concoctions. That is the grossest term when it comes to my food. Subway's denying this, just y- so yes. everyone knows. Subway's like, no, it's it's tuna. They're saying our our bread is bread and our tuna is tuna. Me thinks they're liars. Oh no. He said this he said Subway. Jared says, ooh, just kidding, don't bring him up. Yikes. Um God, can Subway get a break? These baseless accusations threaten to damage our franchisees, small business owners who work tirelessly to uphold the high standards that Subway sets for all of its products, including its tuna. Given the facts, the lawsuit can constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill and on the livelihood of its California franchisees. Indeed, there is no basis in law or fact for the plaintiff's claims, which are frivolous and being pursued without adequate investigation. Over the years, the chain Subway has had the largest number of locations in America, has been a frequent target for lawsuits, some more serious than others. In 2013, plaintiffs in a class action lawsuit complained that the chain was selling $5 foot-long sandwiches that were only 11 to an 11 half inches long. Obviously, the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Seventh Circuit in Chicago threw it out, calling it an utterly worthless complaint. The sandwich chain famously defended its uh, lawsuit in Ireland against their Supreme Court that Subway's hoagie-style rolls did not meet the country's definition for a staple of bread. Which we covered on this podcast, which is why it's famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so fucking gross. This, like, fucks me up a lot. Apparently, if this goes through, I would be eligible for a class action lawsuit if I just kept those receipts. But <laughs> this is so... This is this is not good. This is I, bad, I think I have, to stop, I have to stop eating at Subway. Yeah, if this isn't the nail in the coffin, I don't know what is. Like I said, like I I only go there when I'm depressed. Okay, so like, it, obviously I'm not going that frequently, <laughs> but like I just like what is to feel like? Is this gonna make it worse for me? Of like I'll be in a really bad depressive spiral and be like, yeah, eat tuna, you piece of shit, like <laughs> eat your fake tuna, or like am I gonna be able to find something else to fill the void? I don't know. That was dark. <laughs> go to J- Jimmy John's. Go to. Who the fuck other- is there a Jimmy John's? In Silver Lake, there's a Jimmy John's. Really? Yeah. I like Jersey Mike's. Yeah, Jersey Mike's. 
You know what the problem is with Jersey Mike's though is it's more expensive than Subway, which actually shouldn't be a problem and should clue me in to the differences. Yep. They actually put food in there. <laughs> Sandwiches. All right, fine, fuck it. Jersey Mike's, the new official Cassandra Depression restaurant, Mike's Way. Uh, Mike's Way. Let's talk about our next story from Vice.com. This is, I mean, this is Erica Curry territory. Yes, it is. Kelly Dodd, Real Housewives of Orange County star, docks a Bravo fan account. (sighs) So it is once again not looking great for Real Housewives of Orange County star Kelly Dodd after declaring that she's black on the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion and posting her 23andMe results on Instagram to prove that she's apparently 4% black. She attempted to dox a Bravo fan account inciting harassment against an innocent bystander in the process. So there's a woman named Samantha Bush who allegedly is a bad person and (laughs) uh, brought down a Facebook group, was a part of this thing called the Thunderdome, allegedly. And she runs an Instagram called Bravo Historian, which she stole from a Twitter account called Bravo Historian. But she runs an Instagram account. And Dobbs doxed another woman named Samantha Bush with that was spelled B-U-S-C-H, the other way to spell Bush. Oh, no. And said like, hey, at Deloitte or at wherever you work, do you want somebody like this representing your company? She did this to me. Oh, no. So Kelly Dodd docks the wrong person. Completely. Oh, no. She is a monster that must be stopped. Kelly Dodd and Samantha Bush? Or who's the who's the worst person here? Kelly Dodd is by far the worst Real Housewife of Orange County. And that's, she's, she's like a, it says that she's a symbol of white supremacy. She, yeah, she is Hispanic, but claims that she's racist <laughs> she's awful Wait, she has she's Hispanic, but she claims that she's black but she's also a symbol for racism uh-huh okay yes kelly dodd it, it makes sense somehow yeah yeah kelly dodd is by far the worst housewife she is vile she's she's attacked the coronavirus saying that it's god's way of thinning the herd mm. and she she's married, married to a fox news person right uh-huh she just married a Fox News anchor. Who? Which one? Do you know? Rick Leventhal. Nah, I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a question because I've, I've watched now the entire season. I mean, next week is the season finale, but of uh, Real Housewives Salt Lake City, which is my first, you know, in earnest dive into the Housewives franchise. Obviously, I used to watch it a long time ago with a roommate, but I never like... This wasn't a week-to-week thing for me. It isn't become one now. I don't like Mary at all. Cosby, uh-huh. Yeah, so, and I don't think anyone does. So, like, will she just get kicked off, or will, does she have to stay on? How does Housewives work? Uh, it just depends. I mean, I think she's entertaining as shit. Really? Uh, I think she's a bad person. So what happened is she was originally cast as a friend of, 
the housewives, which is not a full-time housewife. And that's why her scenes have been isolated recently. Yeah, I thought that maybe they just don't like her. And so then they're like not letting her on the trips. And they're being like, we're just going to phase her out. It just works. You know, Kelly Dodd has, we've been calling for Kelly Dodd to be fired for years. And she's still trooping, uh, like trumping along in the Real Housewives of Orange County. So who knows? But she did lay down an ultimatum, Kelly Dodd, saying that if her co-star... Rondalyn Burke comes back, she won't return to filming. So it just, in Housewives, unpopular people make it for a long time because they're entertaining. Ugh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Hey, Cass, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I am. Are you ready for the dumpster fire of the week? Help my money. Yeah, I mean, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you're aware that um, apparently GameStop is the hottest stock out there. Yes, we're going to be talking about the shorting of the GameStop. And, okay, let's up top explain what a short is. Okay. Okay. A A short is when you borrow a stock from a broker and sell it immediately at its current price. Then you hope the stock's price falls such that you can buy the stock back at a lower price and return the shares you borrowed to your broker, keeping the difference. So there was this, there's a great Instagram post uh, on shit you should care about. It's at shit you should care about. And this is the way that they said the example. Let's say that, and I'm going to just, I'm going to do it for trashy trashy. So let's say that I want to short um, XYZ, which has a current price of $10. So I'm going to borrow one share from my broker, Erica. And I'm going to sell it immediately at $10. So I have $10 because I just sold it. But I owe Erica the one share that I borrowed. So now XYZ has dropped to $7. And I'm like, oh, tight. So I buy it back for $7, which means I shorted my position. And I returned that $7 share to Erica because I owed her that share, which means... That I made $10, spent seven, and I have a $3 profit. Yeah. So let's say that in theory that the price of XYZ, instead of dropping to $7, goes up to 15 Yes. So now I still owe Erica a share. Mm-hmm. And I need to, so I need to buy a share back. But now I have to pay $15 for it when originally I bought it for, for 10 which means that now I'm in the negative of 5 and that is called a short squeeze? No, that's just a problem. That's just a problem. Yeah. So all these Wall, all these Wall Street hedge fund people do this all the time, and they bet against businesses that they believe are going to fail. Well, that's how they start. That's how they do this: is they short things that feel like they're going to go under. So we're in a pandemic right now, which is why, you know, like. AMC or like these types of stocks are going to go down because no one is using, no one can go out and use these products. And so GameStop, which is kind of like, I, I, I guess it's just a dead medium to buy. GameStop is kind of like the blockbuster of gaming, it feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And so it was some Redditor who, do you have the Redditor's name? I don't know. 420 weed 69 or something like that. Who knows? But some, some Redditor is something like that. It's like underscore potato dick 69. 
<laughs> so some Redditor was like, all these hedge fund people are shorting all these stocks. We should fuck them over. And so basically all these like GameStop stocks, which were being shorted, these people, these people on Reddit, everybody bought GameStop or stocks. So now all these hedge funds who owed brokers borrowed things, they need to buy those back. And the prices are like astronomically high now. So anybody who's invested in GameStop, GameStop, like there's people who have become millionaires now. Yes, but the, they have to hold the line to keep the stock up to make sure that these hedge funds go broke. Yes, so that's the that's the tricky part is that they need, like there's some people, we have an article here from the Daily Mail about a guy who, you know, like I think he's up, he's, he's on paper, he has over a million dollars now. And, but if he, and if he sells, then like, I guess fine, but, but then the hedge fund people won't, they won't suffer as much. And he could potentially make a lot more if he wait. Well, I, I was just saying like, he could, he could, he could make a lot more if he waits or he could lose everything. It's a gamble. Yes. The whole, I mean, the stock market is gambling. It's legalized gambling. Right. Uh, they're calling this meme stock, which is every stock like AMC or every stock essentially from Reddit. They're calling it meme stock. And it's slammed these hedge funds. And I think for one that like it's a good thing because I think it's a bullshit system to begin with. Yeah. But Robin Hood, a, a, a broker, essentially, this a free, week. It's a free online broker. Yeah. They stopped allowing the buying and selling. Or they, they stopped allowing the buying, but only allowed them to sell this week. Which is fucked up and we should be taking to the streets about something like that. Yeah. So basically, Robin Hood was like, we're not going to let people buy any more GameStop shares and the only motivation to stop that is because the fact that these hedge funds and these super rich, you know, people who have been making money by putting businesses out of business and shorting their stocks are suffering. And so obviously Robinhood is not taking the side of the average American who decided to fucking play in the stock market this week. Yeah, when the when there's a meme going around that says what's something that's trashy when you're poor but classy when you're rich and they quote retweeted it and said gaming the stock market. Yeah. This so is ordinary people taking power into their hands and the powers that be are trying to stop it by all means necessary. And everything that everyone has done is legal. And that's something else that's like I mean, we had to just explain this, and I don't even know if it still makes sense to everybody. Like, I had to read and read and read, and it's still like, why the fuck do we have this, like, money system in this country that's so hard to understand? Like, it's obviously on purpose, but, uh, you know, so that the rich can stay rich, but someone figured it out, and someone figured out a way to fuck everyone over, and, you know, like... The thing is, is that these hedge fund people who are shorting stocks, like they do it and and it puts these businesses out of business. Like we were talking about Subway was bitching about this tuna lawsuit, maybe hurting small businesses and franchisees. It's the same thing. GameStop 
employees exist. These are people making probably close to minimum wage mm-hmm. um, who will lose their jobs while hedge fund people in who play Wall Street are going to get richer and richer and richer and richer and richer. And so, and it's not just GameStop, it just happens to be what company was chosen by the Reddit. But this this happens all the fucking time. Cassandra, think of the people that own multiple boats. I know. No, I know. We uh, Look, my hearts, my thoughts and prayers go out to, you know, the people, the hedge fund people with their, you know, $12 million apartments in New York and who have to take private planes everywhere. I'm obviously thinking of them right now. Yes. Think of, think of the billionaires, Cassandra. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. But you know what? Literally, fuck you. You're getting pissed off because poor people figured out how to play your fucking game. Exactly. Exactly. And now the economy in general is suffering. By the way, these free broker services like Robinhood and Ameritrade and things like that, the way that they make their money is that, and I think I'm understanding this right. Again, the stock market is violently complicated. But basically, if I buy a stock at $1 and then the stock goes up to $2 and I decide tight, I double my money, I'm out. Robinhood or Ameritrade or wherever will sell me, like they'll help me sell my stock. I will get my $2. But while they're helping me sell my stock, if it, if there's another interested buyer of said stock that's willing to pay like $2 and one cent, Robinhood will be like, sick, we'll get it from you. I'll get my $2 and Robinhood will pocket that extra one cent. Yes. So they're they these quote unquote free services to help average people participate in the stock market are just shaving things off the top in order to be very profitable. And they sell like they they sell their profits and their business model to the highest bidder. So it's just a clusterfuck of people making humongous amounts of money on the backs of businesses and on the backs of American people and average people and like burn it down for all I care. Yeah. We're, we're building on a broken system. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think we, I think we covered that. I think we did too. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back. Cause I think we explained it in simple terms and covered it, and I think it's a garbage system. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'm moving some stuff on my shelf right now to make room for our Pulitzer. Because we are journalists first and foremost. (laughs) Are you hoarding anything? Why, yes, I am. I am hoarding the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. That's definitely on brand. About Richard Ramirez. I heard that this documentary is fucking scary. He is one of the scariest individuals. Like John Wayne Gacy, scary if you were a young boy. You know, Ted Bundy, scary if you were a brunette with the middle part. Like they have specific types most of the time. They have a trigger, a memory. They're, they're, you know, serial killers typically have some type of organized, it doesn't make sense to me, but it's an, an organized thought pattern to them. Whereas Richard Ramirez fucking attacked anybody and everybody. And so he yeah, is very that's scary. scary. Yeah. And yeah. would just come into their people's houses, right? 
Yes. And he had like his breath smelled so bad because he had halitosis and it Ugh. just uh-huh. Uh-huh. Such a uh, weird detail. It's it's a very good, it's very well put together. What about you? What are you hoarding? I'm rec- I'm ho- I'm recording. LOL. I'm hoarding a podcast that my cousin just introduced me to called Reply All. I there was an episode of The Daily recently where they started talking about kind of what's happening to QAnon people now that you know essentially like a a lot of this is coming to an end in regards to like the Trump presidency and like pretty much anything that that Q tried to predict and whatever, 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 like QAnon is, is, is gasping for air right now and which fucking drown bitch (laughs) be gone. So anyways, I was talking to my cousin about that and she was like, Oh, you should, you'd probably really like this podcast called reply all. And they talk about all kinds of things on the internet um, so I personally only listened to, I listened to a QAnon episode from like two years ago, and then I just listened to their most recent episode. And it's just, it's kind of fun. And I kind of like a podcast that does all the deep, dirty digging on the internet that I don't really have the stomach for, but informs me about it. So I thought it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you, are you throwing anything away? You know what I'm throwing away? I'm throwing away inconsistent charger cords. <laughs> I bought a pack of lightning cables to charge phone, iPhone specifically, and one cable is like an arm's length. It's not very long. It needs to be longer, you know? If you can't scale the nightstand, you're too short. And the other one is 20 feet long, if, as far as I know. <laughs> so I have, I'm faced with the choice of do I like, which one do I use? And where, where is the middle ground here? Because now I'm sleeping with a 20 foot iPhone cord in my bed. And I know you're asking yourself, Cassandra, just buy. why won't you just buy new cords? Because I'm trying to live minimally and save money. So I need to use the shitty cords I've been given, but I'm here bitching about the craftsmanship. Just because it's cheap doesn't mean it should be bad. I agree. Thank you. What are you throwing out? The Stand miniseries that's happening on CBS right now. Oh, okay. It's so bad. I'm I'm watching like snippets of it. It's so bad. It's so poorly done. I don't care about any of the characters. It's just, ugh, it's a nightmare. I wonder if Mama Trashcan uh, Joyce is listening or is watching to that show. Watching to that show because <laughs> she reads the stand often like i don't know why she reads that book so much because it's really long but she's read it i think multiple times have you read I, the book i a long time ago i read part of it and i was like young and so it was like definitely out of my depths and so i should as sure. an adult pick it back up it's a big one it's a big one like a um, big big one yeah. Yeah. Again, I was out of my depth as a child trying to understand like the nonlinear storytelling and yeah. I I didn't quite grasp. All right. Get the fuck out of here, Stan miniseries. I want to take a moment and give a listener shout out Ooh. to Elise Evans from Trashville, Tennessee, sent us a very lovely email this week explaining, you know, why they're trash and how much they support the show. And the fact that her and her boyfriend listen together and it will, in fact, he'll get sad if she listens without him. Was it a boyfriend or husband? Husband. Ooh. 
good call. Yeah. And just want to say that that meant the world to us. And thank you so much. And it was such a lovely email. And we wanted to just give you a special shout out on the show. It was a very sweet email. And thank you. Can you imagine, though, if it was the boyfriend and not the husband? And then I said that. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of like this whole thing of like, yeah, but you know what? Like, why haven't you proposed? I don't know. Um, imagine, imagine the drama I could have just started. Oh, I, I love to see the drama. You know, I live for the drama. Uh, <laughs> Erica loves mess. <laughs> I love mess. Where can the people find you? At Cass Cardenas on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me every Tuesday night on the Nooner podcast on Smodcast Network, where I uh, podcast with three Gen X men who say things like push rope. <laughs> Since Kevin Smith's network, we're just following following directions. Uh, they can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and at Gilly Gal on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com. Great. Yeah. That was a. Uh, can't can't that, wait. Yeah. Can't wait for more listener mails. Tell us why you're trash. And hey, Cass. What's going on? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. Oh, I will. Bye. Bye. Bye.